telling stories from the clubhouse. Today we are going to talk about cloud recording with Chris Reynolds from Deluxe and Julian Day from Zoo Digital. And I'm Jacques Barrault from Transperfect. So on this podcast, we are not going to review or compare our systems because the three of us are handling different cloud recording systems, but we are talking more about the concept of the cloud recording. What does it bring? Uh, is the quality good enough? Can everybody use uh, the cloud? Uh, issues with security, etc., etc. So I would like to start with the first question. After the COVID, uh, is the cloud recording a trend? Is it here to stay? What's the difference before and after the COVID? Comparing the cloud, obviously, to the physical recording. Yeah, so this is Chris. Thanks, Jacques. Happy to be here with you and Julian. Um, I yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's here to stay. I think people have learned through the pandemic that it's a valuable tool that they can use, and it's it's something that gives them options and flexibility. Some people really love it, have embraced it. It gives them the opportunity to work in a decentralized way, access to more talent that's you know spread out. Um, And so, some are doing it, I've seen, for full projects, others for parts of projects. But I, I feel it's starting to be looked at as it's just another tool in the creative process to producing um, a good dub. Great. Yep. Um, yes, Julian, because you guys started at Zoo Digital, <coughs> you started before the COVID, in fact, with the cloud. Yes, yeah, we started in uh, 2017. Uh, we launched a, a cloud dubbing you know, uh, sort of tool um so I, i think i'm with chris on everything really it is here to stay i think the, the people were suspicious uh, a lot more suspicious pre-covid but post-covid everyone's used to working online and, and they're seeing that the, you know the picture quality sound quality stuff can be very good um so it is part of the arsenal now of uh of tools um and options and it's all about options and choices with all the work out there which it just seems to not be slowing down right now you know we all need to sort of look at different ways to do things with all the different genres different budgets you know different yeah, talents fact, you know. yes that's absolutely correct in fact the the covid uh showed us how to communicate we are all now doing meeting online so people didn't go to the office so it's in the same logic Uh, people do meeting online, people record online. Uh, and maybe we, we should talk a little bit about the big difference between the cloud recording and doing a normal session with, uh, I won't name any software, but with remote software where you still have an engineer recording somebody. Uh, you guys want to talk about that because that's completely different concept. Yeah, I mean, for, you know, from our side, I've seen it used both ways, right? Like, the, again, like Julian said, it's it's a tool in the in the arsenal. So some some people are comfortable without a recording engineer and, and doing it in a different way, recording themselves. But there's also a lot of situations I've seen, regardless of tool, where engineers can still be involved and are involved in the session to ensure the quality's there and you know to help people through the the technical part because voice actors aren't all technical and they don't necessarily want to 
control anything. They just want to perform, right? That is so true. Julian, did you have the same experience? Because from, from my point of view, we had some actors that were not, you know, really online with that and says, now I'm not an engineer. I'm not going to start where to, to, to play record. And although we all have the same kind of uh, virtual rhythm band system, which is pretty cool and easy, some people still don't want to press on record. Absolutely. And I mean, and they are, you know, that's what they do. We're, they're employed and they're, you know, they're cast for their, their voice and their talent. Um, and what we're providing is really sort of, I think all of us, assistive tech, you know, technologies, as we would like to call it, where we're just there to support the talent um, and try and make it as easy as possible for them just to, to do what they need to do uh, wherever they want to do it or need to do it. And we, you know, I'm like you guys, I'm sure working with studios as well as you know, remote home setups, because not everyone has a, can have a home setup. Um, and so you know, working with studios, what the cloud potentially can bring there is centralization uh, of all the materials and so on, so to give some consistency and so on. We're still working in a studio, as you say, with an engineer or, or not. We're still working in that sort of environment there, collaborative environment where you can get more than one, if necessarily more than one or a bunch of people in, in a room together to record, still yeah. using the cloud. But you've got, you know, rather than everything being done in, uh, individually in different countries, you're using a sort of central pool of assets and so on. Yeah, I know we're going to talk about that later. Bit, yeah, maybe it's a little bit like the, you know, for years we were uh, we were used to have uh, the engineer preparing everything. The talent just arrived and, and spoke. And that was a job. Now the talent has to look at the line, prepare, set up the microphone, and some want, some don't want. It's a little bit like the at the gas station, you know, for uh, forever we were going to the gas station and somebody was coming to, to fill the tank. And now you have the option of the self-service. You do it yourself. It's cheaper, but you have to do it yourself. <laughs> well, and, and even where you have, you know, a recording engineer on the session, right? Because I think we all have a concept of mm -hmm. it's it's like a virtual recording studio. So all the people are still participating in something together. Even then, right? Even as simple as the system is, that person, if they're at home, that voice actor, they have to log onto a computer, get on the internet and log in. And yeah. sometimes even that has been a massive challenge for some for some people, right? It's, it's completely. I mean, we, we two factor, we've been talking about you know, two two-factor authentication, I know we're going to talk about security, you know, we, we do it with banks and virtually everything now you know, online is a, you know, code, a, a verification codes. So yes. everyone in theory is, should be used to that sort of process, yet because it's in this environment, where they used to walk into a studio, lemon tea, cappuccino, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> suddenly it's like, it's, it's, a, it's you know, it's, they don't see the, you know, that it should be necessary. Uh, yes. And so you've got to try and make it the challenge. You know, I think once you're in all the systems, it's great, but getting in and also because of the studio uh, security needs, it has right. to be tight. Yeah. But it's a, yeah, that in itself, that's a, one of the major challenges is <laughs> making it simple to get for, for them to so get So let's in. talk a little bit about the advantages. What are the advantages of using the cloud? Uh, maybe we can separate what are the advantages for the actors, which is which seems obvious, but, you know, and for, and for the clients, because, you know, you have two parts of the fence 
and the cloud is just right in the middle. What was the reaction with uh, with the actors you you guys are using uh, about about the cloud? Did they see the advantages of that? Uh, no commute, uh, no going to the studio, recording when they want, etc. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, first, I, I definitely think. Uh, you know, a lot of actors have seen those advantages and the flexibility, just like you were saying, we've all seen and having more flexibility in how we work. Sometimes we go in, sometimes we don't, sometimes you're traveling and, and you have that optionality. I do think at the height of the pandemic, it was more challenging because it wasn't an option, right? People were being forced to do something because they, could, they couldn't go do the other thing. Now that you're on the other side of that, and like Julian said, I mean, they started pre-pandemic, but it increases the exposure to the tool set because everyone had to be exposed to it at that moment. And now on the other side, I think largely people are um, people that are using it are using it and seeing it positive because they're using it as a, a choice that the team or the person has chosen to use this. That's a very good point. That's yeah. a very good point. Uh, uh, if it's yeah. becoming a choice, obviously you want to do it and you want to learn how to press record and, and you do it because it's not so complicated. Julian, what was your, uh, your experience? And also with the client, did the client really understand the, the advantages of that? Um. Some of them did. Some of them don't really uh, mind or care how you do it as long as you do it and they get what they want, you know, for the brides that you've agreed and on, you know, on time. I mean, the clients liked the, uh, some of the clients that we were working with in the early days liked the fact that we could, because you didn't have to work uh, chronologically, you know, it was a non-linear process. Lots of people could work on the same material at the same time. We could deliver quicker, uh, which in certain cases was, had value. The actors, certainly in non-reality, uh, uh, sort of, uh, documentary, so on, you know, um, non-drama, they found it very advantageous. You know, a lot of them do have home studios uh, and home setups, so they've got a good controlled environment uh, that can be monitored and tested. You know, they, they can work potentially when they like, they can self-drive. Um, but for, for lip-sync, for drama, it does work. It works very, very well. But obviously, you you need that collaboration then. Yeah. Um, so that's people are they're coming around to it. But it's yeah, you know, that's a a harder sell. The, the technology does is good. It's all there. But yeah. it's the, it's the collaborative process. And again, because as I said it's it's a creative process. You can't strong arm people. Yeah, you know, you've got to sort of you know go at their own pace yes. to get them on board. Yes, and like in a physical studio, if you want to do lip sync dubbing, you have to have a perfect adaptation first, mm. obviously. Yes. So this is outside of the tool, but if you don't have that, you can have the best tool in the world yeah. if it's not well adapted. Mm-hmm. So in, in, in fact, you know, people, uh, I think that people understand and uh, understand that for uh, uh, a studio dubbing, you have to have a perfect adaptation yeah. for lip sync. Yeah, but it's and the exactly other, yes. the same Correct. problem for Studio Next. It has to be yeah. as perfect. Yeah, it's that's right. And I mean, the, yeah, what you can do with the cloud is is is, is uh, if you have it all centralized, the adaptation you know is is or in there. Everyone can you know, check it. Also, clients can you know potentially log in and review 
you know, they can attend sessions, but also review the adaptation and so on mm-hmm. ahead of time, you yeah. know, uh, review and QC Absolutely. the voices. Um, and it means that, uh, you know, the, the adaptation is being done you know, in the system that the, the, the voice mm-hmm. talent is going to use. So there, yeah. there's not this, you know, it's not divorced from. Us. Yeah. We are using the same approach. And yeah. I just realized yeah. that, uh, I didn't pay attention, but I named our system. So to be really fair for everybody, we are all going to name our system because that's only fair. So Chris, <laughs> what's the name of the deluxe recording tool? Yeah, the deluxe recording tool is called OneDub. OneDub, okay, that's great. And it's on the deluxe platform, obviously. Uh-huh. And and Julian, uh, for, for Zoo Digital, what is it uh, named? It's the very imaginatively named Zoo Dubs. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is all part of Zoo Studio. So we've got a Zoo Script, Zoo Subs, Zoo Dubs. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so yes, yeah. Great. Yeah. And, Stick uh, Zoo in front of anything. Transfer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the Transperfect uh, tool is called Studio Next. So now we know all, all the names. So <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the, the quality issues. Um, mm-hmm. Did you did you have some at the beginning? I guess Julian talked a little bit about that. Um, people were a little bit skeptical about the about the. Yes, and we knew they would be. Yeah, we knew they would be. Yeah, that would be the first thing that people would could question. So, right at the start, we did tests with you know, recording in a proper full on studio with a big Neumann mic and you know, all that. So, and then we did it in a you know, a controlled environment, but with a. Uh, USB mic, we sort of did it in a broom cupboard with a USB mic, you know, different, and then mix them and put them to the golden ears at a couple of studios to have a listen. And they could tell things were different, but they couldn't, they never, they could tell, they never said anything was bad. It was just sort of a slightly, <laughs> you know, different approach. So we've, and I think we're all, I'm sure we're doing the same, is uh, you have to be in a controlled environment. The system t- pings it and tests it before you can record, you know, because. Uh, and won't allow you to you know, record if it doesn't feel absolutely right. It's yeah. like in a studio if you have a five thousand dollar on the mind microphone, mm. but your room is not soundproof. That exactly, uh, yeah, doesn't matter. And obviously, that's right. And we, so I mean, and it's uh, helping you know actors if they want to build studios, telling you know, giving them advice and telling them what to, kit to buy, how to do it. Um, but quality is is something we've you know you've got to get right because it's the first thing everyone's skeptical about mm-hmm. you know, they say well you you know, but what if you're recording the bathroom well you won't yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't do it depends what you want to do if you want a lot yeah. of reverb you don't even have yeah. to have a plug-in you go yeah, to the you, <laughs> i'm gonna say you you made that point the other day when we were talking in prep jock that you know musicians yeah. they might they might love that for certain things and uh, absolutely yeah. that's uh, what i was saying is uh, I, my uh, my friend uh, guy charbonneau who was uh, um, um, who was uh, um, um, the owner of le mobile which is a big recording mm-hmm. studio uh, on wheels a huge uh, truck in in los angeles uh, um, one day we went to record uh, rod stewart and uh, mm-hmm. and rod stewart wanted to absolutely record in his living room in over the rooms with different reverb so no studio so the truck had to go in the parking and run the cable in the studios so that's a choice but obviously yeah. 
rock and roll and uh, recording the yep. thing. It's not exactly <laughs> the same specifications. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> do think that there's a couple other quality points that are are advantageous that we've all seen, right? If you go back to say ISDN, if you had a remote person or something, you were dealing with very compromised recording quality and you might need to do a follow-up of somebody sending you a file or something. I think now with cloud recording, you as long if you can get that environment right, like we've all talked about, yeah. technically you can have that nice full resolution audio, which is a major advantage. And I also think um, the quality of the end product too, Julian, you touched on this or, uh, earlier, was, you know, in the cloud, you can start to pull together an ecosystem so you can have that synchronization between you definitely are using the right video, you're mm -hmm. definitely using the right version of the script, and what's being changed in the session is now reflected in the script. And that's very powerful in the long run, whether you're recording using the tool in a studio or in your home studio. Some of those things are, are time savings and definitely benefit the end quality of the product, right? Absolutely. Last yeah. time uh, on an, on another podcast uh, that I uh, I did with uh, Tom McAndrew from Dolby, we were talking about that, and I was asking him, "What do you do with the with the Dolby Atmos?" Because we are talking about home Dolby Atmos, and he was saying, "I use the reflection." So he is putting speakers on the ceiling and said, "This is great because." So you are using the reflection and my enemy is the reflection <laughs> because, you know, we teach everybody to not have any reflection in the room, but he is teaching everybody to use the reflection to install his speaker. So that's very interesting concept, you know, how to play with the, play with the room. You can do whatever you want with it. Um, interesting. Uh, let's talk two minutes about um, decentralization of, of the pool of talent. Was it for you guys a, 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 a big advantage? Did it bring a, a plus in your handling of the dubbing project? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it did and it is. You know, it's taken uh, a while, again, for people to get on, on board. Um, and obviously the clients can choose their the talent that they want um, as well. But in terms of uh access to more talent we need more talent we need you know more voice capacity adapters you know directors voice talent you know it's it's uh, we need more of that across the board so uh, you know working with drama schools and language schools and, and and all of that to right at the beginning to get you know those people I and mean, we can do that with cloud tools because you don't have to it's not dongles and so on you can give people access you can give colleges access to uh the software and get them already using it. So when they come out of college, they're already familiar with the systems and how they work and so on. Um, but also means that you just, you can get people from anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world, rather than just have to be in Milan or Paris or London. Exactly. Or you know, and the, I think the, that's the a big... The importance of the, the big city is way less right now because you can be everywhere. Chris, did you experience the same thing at, uh, at, at Deluxe? Yeah, very similar. And, you know, we have certain teams that it's been interesting, you know, because some teams really embrace and go all in on it. I, there's this one team where it's for English dubbing, but they are really all over the country. But all of them have good home setups, 
the quality is great and they they love it they don't want to work any other way not every team's the same not every region's the same but yeah of some of them have really embraced it and and you've seen people think outside the box and just open yeah. well, it's, it's very wide it's a little bit like uh, like facebook you have a group of friends that you probably never seen never seen in your life mm -hmm. and you are all in different countries so you could have a a, a, a pool or a cast for a specific project and they are all in different mm -hmm. countries or well, in, in theory uh, it gives the directors uh you know uh, more uh, scope to cast Mm -hmm. exactly for the parts because they don't they're not constrained by geography you know, exactly that's there a might be a, you know, a spanish guy based out of la they can re you know cast him he doesn't have yeah. to be madrid and uh, celebrity and, talent too right i mean yes. we had a show where the original language actor was multilingual and was performing songs because it was musical and but was on tour well, i mean this is a professional musician too right and would find time in different cities and had, you know, had the advantage of being well-connected with the nice staff. So they had a nice setup they'd bring around, but it would just be, oh, I'm available now. I'm going to start doing the other language for, I'm going to pick up this next song while on tour. I mean, that would have been so hard without yes. this tool set, right? And that just, you have those options now and you could get, get it done. And they were able to have that celebrity talent be the performer as they wanted to they might not have been able to without yeah. that that tool and uh, and to finish because we are almost done to finish let's talk a little bit about the the security um so what was the major concern uh did the client have concerns about the security because the cloud you know you see a, a cryptocurrency platform being hacked so say why not the cloud with all the, the recording you know i think well if they should never have called it the cloud should they they should have called it the iron fortress or something like that because yeah <laughs> i've had literally had people going i'm not sure like my data being out there it's like you know it's not up there yeah, it is it actually up there? You know, it's, <laughs> it's you know, down there. Yeah, but the cloud sound, sounds woolly and a bit. Yeah, but, I mean, the security aspects get can get pushed aside pretty quickly actually because it was it's all streamed, it's all watermarked, okay. it's low res. That it, it's it could be geolocated so you can tell where everything is being done. So full audit trail, as we talked about before, two factor authentication penetration testing that we all have to do all of the stuff yeah. regularly yeah. tpn audits and studio audits that we you know, have to have if you know, everyone's be happy um and it's one asset essentially that's been streamed it's not you're not sending multiple quick exactly to a load of people and sitting on desktops and which so, is cheaper as well and uh, more yeah. secure because no no actors has, has anything on uh, on no. their uh, on their computers the hard drive is empty so this is yeah. a big advantage yeah. mm. no yeah. the security is very you know, is is the security aspects are are very strong actually yeah yeah i think similarly i think most studios i mean also all three of our products organizations that like we said at the beginning we're all very familiar with the security requirements and our customers know that about all of us and they see that we built our tools with that in mind. Um, and so I find the exceptions to that have been, as they always have been, the very rare you have a particular director or somebody who's just insisting on doing it 
a certain way. But those are the minority of projects where you end up with that very, hey, I'm not, this is it for me. I'm only yes. doing this. Yes. And it doesn't just apply to recording for them. It can be every aspect of it, right? Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, you, you will still have actors that want, or directors that want to have a piece of paper and underline a word or mm -hmm. highlight a word to accentuate during the performance because we are used to, to do that. And this is okay. Uh, like you said, I think it's, it's becoming the minority. So mm -hmm. this is great. Um, guys, uh, Chris Reynolds from Deluxe, Julian Day from Zoo Digital, I'm Jacques Barrault from Transperfect. Thank you very much for the podcast. I hope everybody will enjoy the discussion and see you next time. Thanks a lot. It's been good fun. Cheers. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Join us next time when we share more stories about elevating the art and science of global storytelling. <laughs>